Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. this morning praise be to God we are so thankful this morning that we serve a God that is not dead hallelujah he resurrected this morning some 2,000 years ago not just only 2,000 years ago but even in this day in our hearts he's alive praise be to God we are glad to be identified and to follow 
a man that could make a statement that no one has ever made. He said, uh, I've got power to lay down my life. And I've got power to raise it up again. Hallelujah. He told him one time, he says, destroy this temple. And they were thinking about that uh, temple of Solomon that was built for almost, I think, 46 years. They didn't understand. He says, destroy it. He said, but I will raise it on, on the third day. Aren't you glad that he's the same God even today? I think that is why those that have given their lives cannot even die. Because, you know, a, a saint does not die. They just sleep. They just take a nap. Hallelujah. Abraham calls it, he said, it's a nap of death. In other words, you cannot disturb them. It's a very, very deep sleep. But they are not dead. They are alive. Hallelujah. All right, saints of God, I'm glad and I'm happy to be with you uh, this morning to come and um, share the word of the Lord with you. I like to take this time to uh, thank God for keeping us alive and for making it possible for us to be gathered today, today here. And also I'd like to thank our pastor uh, for the kind invitation to come and share the word of the Lord with you on this special day. And um, uh, we've always been blessed by his ministry. You know, I think I was listening to him somewhere on YouTube. I think, I hope, I hope my memory is correct this time around. <laughs> well, you, you were giving me credit that I've got a good memory. But my wife can tell you, tell you something different, by the way. <laughs> um, I think he said he started preaching since he was 14. Wow. <laughs> sure. Uh, what a testimony. And uh, we can thank the Lord for such a, a dedicated life like that, you know, and, uh, and how the Lord has used him so mightily. And we, we pray that the Lord will just keep on, you know, filling him and filling him and keep using him, even not just only in Whitbank, but also in other places. Hallelujah. So we are so thankful of, uh, uh, of that. Um, I also want to uh, thank my brother for coming to support the meetings. And uh, he's a preacher too. <laughs> so we are glad that in the Nyalung family, yeah, God has put something Nyana there, you know. <laughs> Praise be to God. All right, saints of God, without any waste of time, uh, let's go straight to the word of the Lord. And um, so I'm going to take my time. Uh, because I've been given a license to take my time. So don't blame me. <laughs> you know where to go, right? So thank you very much, man of God, for, you know, for uh, allowing us to, to be free. And uh, please help me preach this morning. Uh, you, know, some, you know, some other ministers will say that, uh, you know, Maybe, you know, uh, sit down and just uh, listen uh, with me. You can scream. You can say amen. Uh, I don't mind. In fact, I need that. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's right. All right. Uh, maybe before we open the word of the Lord, let's just speak to him just for a moment. Let's bow our heads. Father, it is in the name of Jesus that we come to you, Lord, this morning. 
We thank you, Lord, for your love and your grace. And your love, your love is unchanging. Oh, God, you loved us while we were yet sinners. Oh, God, we cannot even begin to describe that love, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you've been so good to us. Thank you, Lord, for sending this message our way. Father, you deserve all the praise and honor. We've come, Lord, to honor your resurrection this morning. Lord, before we read your word, we pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you help me. God, even as I yield myself, Lord, to you, I pray that the Spirit of God will anoint me, Lord Jesus. And here are your people, O oh God, people that love you, O oh God, people that you call them, Lord, from the world, from uh, different things, Father God. And, and you brought them, Lord, into this glorious light. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will anoint them too, O oh God. Father, may you bless the pastor, Lord, and, and, and bless his family and everyone and all the supporting um, offices here, O oh God. And may you get a glory to yourself, Father. If there's anyone that is in need of healing, we pray that even through the preaching of the word, that, O oh God, that you will address that need, O oh God. Father, may you get glory to yourself. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, I'd like to speak to you this morning um, on this subject. The revealing of the redemption script. The revealing of the redemption script. And for my subject, from the heavenly to the earthly. And from the earthly to the heavenly again. Amen. So we just want to show you that you actually don't belong here. You are in transit. You come from somewhere. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. We are pilgrims and strangers. Amen. The world is strange to us. We are strange to the world. We are passing by. Uh, we're going to read from three places in the Bible. We're going to read Luke chapter 23, and then we'll go to John chapter 10, and then we'll go to Revelation chapter 5. <clears throat> Let's start with Luke chapter 23, verse 21. Um, the Bible says, But they cried, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And he said unto them the third time, Why? What evil hath he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were instant with loud voices, requiring that he might be crucified. You know, they could not even wait. He's got to be crucified. And the voices of them and of the chief priest prevailed. Let's go to John chapter 10, verse 33. The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not. I'm sorry, I think everyone is still turning. I'm so quick here. Yeah. So John chapter 10, verse 33. Amen. You've got it? All right, thank you. Uh, the Jews answered him, saying, for a, good work, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. So that was their problem. They didn't have a problem with the good works. They didn't have a problem with the fact that he gave them fish and bread just the other day. They didn't have a problem the fact that he healed their sick. He cast out devils. They've got this problem. Here's the big problem. You, being a man, make yourself God. He wasn't making himself God. He was God. Is that right? 
the Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. And that very same word that was God became flesh. So he wasn't making himself God. He was God. Let's go to Revelation chapter 5 verse 1. The scripture says, are we there? Revelation 5 verse 1. Very familiar portion of scripture to us that identify with this message. Hallelujah. All right. It says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Let's jump to verse 9. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. You may be seated. As I've said, I'd like to speak about redemption this morning. The word redemption means to bring back or to buy back. Hallelujah. So, in other words, you are being brought back to your original position where you were in the first place. You are being restored to where you come from. You cannot be restored, you cannot be brought back to a place that you were not there in the first place. Can I say this? You will never, Brother Ram says that you will never come to God unless you were in God in the first place. Hallelujah. So guess what this morning? You come from somewhere. You come from somewhere. You did not land here by an accident. You didn't land here by a chance. God knew everything. The Bible tells us even before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. You are here for a specific purpose. You're not here just to be a worker at ESCOM. That's fine. You're not just here to be a farmer somewhere or to be a housewife somewhere. There is a specific purpose why God put you here. God brought you here to prove one thing. God brought you here to serve a purpose, to serve him. If you don't serve him, you have missed the reason why you are here on earth. Hallelujah. Now, I'd like to speak to you today, um, like I said, on redemption. But I want to take another angle. um, An angle that um, I I thought is is very interesting for me. It's actually very, um, uh, you know, it's such a blessing. And I I trust that it's going to be a blessing to you today. Um, just, Just for a first quotation that we're going to read, that will sort of give us a direction uh, which we want to take, we're going to read the first seal. Uh, um, first seal, Brother Branham is speaking here. Let's just follow him. He says, The actors, I'll place it like that because that an actor is a man who changes mask. So he's talking about redemption. He says, I am going to place it like a what? Like an actor. He said, Like an actor is a man who changes masks. 
See, and in this act tonight, we are going to see that, that it's Satan changing his mask. And all actors. Christ acting the part that he did when he become from a spirit to a man. So the prophet is saying, when Christ became the flesh, he said, it was him acting. Let me read it again. He said, Christ acting the part that he did when he become from a spirit to a man, he only put an actor's garment. Hallelujah. Is that right? The Bible says God is a spirit. So when he became flesh, he was actually playing an actor's role. By the way, you are not this man. You are on the inside of this man, this flesh. In fact, you have never seen me. You have just seen the actor's garment that I am in. Is that right? Brother Abraham said, you've never seen me. Mm. Because I have just put on an actor's garment. So what does that tell us? That the flesh is actually a mask. I mean, Jesus said, I come from God. Meaning the very same God that was God. And he said, I am going back to God. In other words, I was God. Then I became man. And then from man, I'm going back to God again. (laughs) Hallelujah. We can see Jesus, but how about you? You were always part of him. So it means you are also in an actor's garment this morning. In a body of flesh. You are only acting. They say Christ acting the part that he did when he become from a spirit to a man. He only put on actor's garment, human flesh, and came down in the form of a man in order to be a kinsman redeemer. Because you were put in the flesh and you were born in sin, shaped in iniquity, He needed to come and redeem you and bring you back. For him to do that, he has to come in the very same form that you are in, which is the form of the flesh. So that is why he has to take the very same uh, 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 garment that you are in, which is your flesh. That's why the Bible says he became flesh. He became you so that you can become him. Hallelujah. He says, in order to be a kinsman. He said, now you see, it's only actor's form. That's the reason they are all in parables. Catch that word, parables. He says, and the way they are here, like beasts and animals and so forth, it's an act. Catch that. It's an act. Saints of God, we are in an act. Amen. It's a drama. These actors begin in the first church age because it was Christ revealing himself. 
to the seven church ages. Now you understand it. All right. Now, let's start. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that Jesus only spoke in parables. Yeah. When you read Matthew 13, verse 34, it says, All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables. Without a parable spake he not unto them. Now, and I want to describe, I looked at that word parable, what it means. This is what they say. They say a parable is a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson as told by Jesus. So if I understand it very well, Jesus also, the way he spoke, he spoke like in a drama. He is telling a story, but then there's something he's trying to project, but for him to project it, it will be like in a story. It will be like as an act. Is that right? What am I saying this morning? I want to speak to you on redemption as been portrayed in a drama. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we look at redemption, really, God says, I am going to play it out as an act or as a play or as a drama or as a movie. But you see, just like in any drama, in any play, certain things need to be in place. You need actors. So we're going to show it to you by the help of the Lord this morning that God needed you to play your part in this drama. When a person, um, I think they call them playwright, the author, the people that makes this drama, no doubt this man has got something in his thought that he wants to project, that he wants to portray. So the best way for him to show that, he has to do it in a drama. But before people can start to act their part in this drama, or in this movie, you need a what? A script. Is that right? You need what? A script. So the author or the playwright, the author of the drama, needs to write it down. So that when the actors are acting, they will know which part to play. Is that right? But you see, in this drama, then, you see, they will tell you, say, your portion is this. Your portion is that. Your portion is this. But let me say this morning, if Brother Branham says the redemption is about an act, so we're not just talking about an ordinary drama here. We are talking about a redemption drama. So it means you must have an author. Who is the author? Is him, himself. Is that right? So he, he had a thought... He had a purpose. Oh, come on now. Am I speaking to somebody? Then Brother Brandon will tell us that his thought or his idea was in a threefold manner. It was in a threefold manner. And God will begin to script it down. What is a script? 
is going to tell you how everything is going to pan out. And what is that redemption script? And I'm, I've got news for you this morning. That redemption script is nothing but Revelation chapter 5. Then I saw another angel. Then I saw someone. Then there was a book that was written within and on the backside sealed with the seven seals. So the redemption script this morning is what? It is the seven seals. So if you want to understand, if you want to understand everything about redemption, you need that book because it is a redemption script. And you and I, we are living in a day where the script, come on now, the script has been, has been open. So we, we, we do no longer just only know a portion that you need to play, but everything from A to Z, we understand what his thoughts were before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. We're going to show this morning that there has been participants. There has been actors throughout the ages. But they did not have the opportunity to see the entire script. They were only playing their part. But you and I, in this last day, we can go back to the beginning of the script and understand what's been happening. And you can also play your part. Do you love him? Is he wonderful? We are talking about redemption script. The reason we say it's a redemption script is because that's why I read, I think, Revelation 5 verse 9. After, after the script was open, what did John says? He says, and they sang a new song and said, Thou hast slain and has redeemed us. So in other words, John is linking that book with redemption. So that's what Brother Branham calls it, the book of redemption. Makes sense, right? Is that right? Now, saints of God, I don't know how to describe it. But you and I are privileged. You see, men of God desired to know what was in that book. But they were not given that opportunity. You know, we look at the prophet Moses, a great man of God, pillar of fire, he made a pillar of fire, and all those great things. But he never had opportunity that you and I have this morning. We are privy, come on now, we are privy that now we can see what the playwright was thinking before the foundation of the world. So this message is nothing but the thoughts of God that has been transmitted into you. So now you can think like God. You can walk like God. Are you happy this morning? Just keep it like that. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to read this uh, quotation in the bridge message. Abraham says this. He said, the book of redemption, it's all described in here. Now remember, what is that book? It is that redemption script. He said, the book of redemption is all described in here. All that what Christ will do at the end will be revealed to us this week. Yeah. 
We're going to know the whole thing. You see, like when you watch the drama, because you see, it depends. You may not know exactly why things are working out the way they are. Because you were not privy to how everything was planned behind the scenes. So we're not just talking about just the drama. We are actually even going beyond behind the scenes. So we can understand when that thing acts like this. Okay, we understand because what you've got your redemption script. So the prophet said, we're going to find about it this week. He says, it will be revealed to us this week in the seven seals. If God will let us see, all right, it will be revealed and revealed. As the seals break and are released to us, then we can see what this great plan of redemption is. Catch that. He says, when the seals are being broken, we're going to do what? We're going to find what this great plan of redemption is and when and how it's going to be done. Can I give you the dates? That script was not revealed in the days of Abraham. It was not revealed even in the days of Jesus. God chose a specific week. Can I, can, I, can I give you the dates? From the 18th of March to the 24th of March 1963. You and I will know what this redemption was all about. Everything Brother Branham says according to what he says is going to be revealed in that week. Here we are, we are in uh, 2022. Guess what? We know what God was thinking before the foundation of the world. That script has been made public as it were. It's no longer a secret. God kept it a secret. He would only do it in March 1963 only. And he's going to address the three questions on redemption. The what, the when, and the how. Are you ready now? You want to find out about the what, the how, and the when? Let's just build it nicely. Um, I love this message. They can say whatever they want to say. This is the truth. So we find that the author or the playwright, as we said, he had three purposes. Brother Bram tells us in Christ the mystery of God revealed. He said God wanted to reveal himself. So the author wanted to reveal himself. He said he wanted to have preeminence in his people. And not only that, he wanted to restore the kingdom that had fallen. But God, in order to do all this, he could not do it. You remember, he was Elohim, the self-existing one. Before there was anything, before there was a moon, before there was any physical world, he was there. The prophet says, he said, he was all the existence that ever was. He 
Is that right? Amen. But in this something, it's in him to be the father. It's in him to be the healer. It's in him to be the savior. It's in him to be the redeemer. But then now you've got a problem. You are alone. How are you going to project that? And what God says, okay, in order for me to project who I am, all those things that is in me, I need to unfold myself. I need to, I need to condescend. I need to bring these thoughts that I have, I need to make them material. So, how best to do that than to do it in a drama? Because a drama is going to tell you what the author was thinking. But now you're seeing it material. Now you can begin to read what he was thinking. When you do it in a drama. So God says, I'm going to do it the same thing. So this morning, you and I, we are in a drama. But let me tell you, like they always say in any movie or any drama, they say, it's a movie, it's a play, but it's based on true story. So don't, 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 don't mess it. Don't think, ah, it's just a drama. No, no, no. It's based on true story. Amen. <laughs> you know, like I've said, um, this author or this playwright, there's something he wants to project. And it's really, it's about him, what he's thinking. You see, God, the Bible tells us that he does everything to his own good pleasure. I read a quotation by Abraham recently. He says, one man said to him, he says, you are Antichrist. And Abraham says something like, he says, oh, thank God. He says, if God made me to be an Antichrist, I'm happy to be an Antichrist. He said, if God will throw me into hell, he said, with the love that I have for him, I'm happy to go to hell. In other words, I can't help to be the way God has made me to be. He did it. He, I mean, the clay cannot tell the porter, why did you make me thus? Can I say this this morning? You see, the way you are, God made you to be the way you are. You cannot help but believe and accept the word of God. You just can't help it. You were made thus. Because the Bible tells us, it says, so God does everything to his good, good own pleasure. Why? You know, when everything is done, when the drama is over, when the act is over, it's going to fulfill the scripture. The Bible tells us, it said, for of him and through him and to him are all things. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When it's all said and done, everything goes back to him. It's about him. It's not even about yourself. Hallelujah. So even this morning, you don't belong to yourself. 
you belong to him. He went to Calvary to buy you. Adam has sold you. You were condemned by representation. The moment you were born, in fact, the Bible tells us the moment you were conceived, you were conceived in sin, in iniquity. You did, <laughs> come on, I don't know if people understand, understand what I'm saying. Brother says, he says, you were born without a fighting chance. Because somebody sold you. Adam sold you. But oh brother, the second Adam came down. Is that right? He paid the price. Because you were worth the price. You see, the body that you are in is not worth much. Remember what Brother Ram says? He says he went to a museum and they were analyzing how much this body costs. They said it's worth about 84 cents. In fact, the clothes that you are wearing is even, you are, it's even, it's got more value than your body. Ah, this guy is not worth much. Sorry, I'm sorry to say. Is that right? Brother Ram says, he said there were two young men who were talking about it after it was announced that, okay, uh, no doubt, I mean, I wasn't there, but I was thinking everybody was looking forward to say, okay, so how much is this body worth? And then when they say 84 cents and they were all disappointed and one man looked at his friend, he said, yes. He said, Johnny, we're not worth much, eh? He said, but Brother Bram was, 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 was standing close by. He says, he tapped, you know, he pet on one of them. He says, yes, let me tell you something. We may not be worth much, yeah. But inside that 84 cents body, there is something called a soul. And that soul is worth 10 million worlds. So there is no amount of money here on earth that can buy you. It took his own life. He came from glory to lay down his life for you and I. Hallelujah. So because God... Like I said, in eternity, he could not express himself because he was alone. He dwelt in eternity. Eternity, there is no, there is no beginning and there is no end. He had all his thoughts in him. By the way, you were in him then. He says, but you cannot remember. Because God so designed everything for a reason. He made you to come through the irregular way. For a purpose. The way you were brought, you're going to play a part in that threefold purpose. So God has to bring you the irregular way. Let's start with the regular way. The regular way, it was the way Jesus came. Brother Abraham says he came from attribute to word, then to flesh. That's why Jesus knew who he was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right? Exactly. 
That's why he knew all things. Is that right? But you and I, because we came through the irregular way, so we came from attribute to flesh. We didn't come from attribute to word to flesh. Is that right? We bypass our theophany. Is that right? Yeah. So we don't know all things. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. But then he will come through the regular way in order to correct the way you came. So now through the preaching of the word, now we are now transcending from flesh back to the word, back to the attribute again. So the more we identify with the word, we begin to see who we are. But you cannot be the word unless you have thought to begin with. Hallelujah. Do you love him? So God wanted to unfold himself in order to do that. You know, like uh, even here on earth we will say, Whenever you've got something that you want to accomplish, that you want to do, we will always say this, I need time. Is that right? If you're going to go to a builder and you tell him, look, build me a house like this, like that, like that, like that. No doubt that builder says, yeah, I can do it. But you said, I need it today. You went to him today, this morning. I want that house finished today. <laughs> I mean, that builder says, okay, I mean, really, you're, 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 being, you're being funny. <laughs> what is that builder going to ask? I just need time. <laughs> is that right? Yes. It could be six months, it could be two years, whatever time it is. But that so in other words, you need time in order to express. So that builder, for him to build, he's got something in his mind and he's going to build it for you, but he's going to need time to express which is in his thoughts. Now God was in eternity and there is no time in eternity. So God said, I need time. I've got a plan. I need time. But there's no time in eternity. Ah. So in other words, this drama needs to play itself out where? In time. Hallelujah. So you can't plan out uh, this drama and then you says that is what there is a, and then you said okay everything I'm going to play it out just in one episode that's why they do they, 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 they structure it they, they divide it yeah. hallelujah yeah. in episodes so we know that this world is it's almost so God did not even I believe God did not 
It didn't need a lot of time. We know that this world is approximately six days. Yeah? You're six days. It's about six days, right? Everybody's with me, yeah? I mean, one day to God is a thousand. We say 6,000, but God says no, man. It's about six days. Is that right? We say Jesus died 2,000 years ago. To God says, I, man. I think it's about what? Maybe two days or yesterday afternoon or something. It depends on which perspective you are looking at this. If you look everything just here in time, my friend, hey, you're going to be stressed. Go beyond time. Is that right? So God needed time. You see, time is a lotted space. Time, I always put it this way. There is a time when time began. And there will be a time where time will end. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. But can I tell you this morning, you, Brother Branham said, said, you are not the creature of time. You are a creature of eternity. But you were brought in time for a purpose. For an expression. For you to play your part in this redemption drama. So you were there before time. So when time will be no longer, you will be there because you were before time. I can give you a challenge. Go listen to any man, great man out there. No man has ever speak like this. The seventh messenger, where is he speaking from? He's speaking from the redemption script. He's pulling this thing from the redemption script and he has brought it to you and I this day. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something about time? That is why in this time we are three score and ten people. We know what that, what that means, right? God has allocated 70 years. I mean, anything above 70 years is a bonus. So it's not even much time. Hallelujah. We were just even talking about a day. We even as human beings, we have never even completed a day. I think the longest person to live was it was Methuselah. I think he lived 969. He did not even complete a day. But oh brother, you and I, by the grace of God, in the millennium, we'll come back and we're going to complete that day. One day. Because one day is a thousand years to... Sorry, one day to God is a thousand years to us here. You love him? Can I tell you something about time? Yes. 
Brother Bram says a time is like a, a hickey. He said it's a, it's a little, little drop in the chain. Maybe let me explain this. Say eternity, he says it is a perfect cycle. It just keeps going and going. He said there is no corners in that perfect cycle. And God existed in that perfect cycle. But God wanted to express something and God needed time. So time came. Brother Ram said, he said, it is a, it's a little hickey that loop down. Is that right? Let me read it to you. He said, let's draw a picture of time. Let's see a perfect cycle forever, forever. And then all of a once, sin dropped in and put a little, as my wife calls it, a little hickey or a little drop in the chain. So it comes down now. Eternity continues, but is not in its perfect condition. Yeah. Here's a little gap comes down, breaks over this way, goes out this way. So in that perfect cycle, God allowed a little gap. He allowed a little gap. And God is going to need that gap to express his thoughts. And you and I are in that little gap even as I speak this morning. But it is a gap that just looped down. So when time is over, guess what's going to happen with that little gap? It's going to loop up. Hallelujah. You love the Lord? He said God has to do that because Satan caused it. He dropped down to a space of time for the trying and the perfecting for the paging of the lost. That, by the, that God by his sovereign grace might someday lift that little hickey or gap back into the perfect cycle when she rolls up on just the same. Hallelujah. He said, time now, time is the little loop. It loops down. Jesus was from eternity to eternity. You love him? Amen. You are before time. Thalabram says the moment we know who we are, it's a rapture will go. So that tells me that we are wasting, we, you know, we're still playing some games. Because the moment we know who we are, rapture will take place. So I believe that one of the ways for you to know who you are is to know where your original source is. Because don't look at yourself the way you look at yourself. Look at the way the creator has made you to be. So the moment you think like your creator, the way he thought of you, that you come from him, you are not yourself. Brother, you're going to leave this little gap of time. You're going to go back to where you come from. I'm going to read a quotation later, but Brother Ram says, he said, you know me, William Branham, as a man. He said, but God knew me as a thought. Yeah. Amen. 
God knew me as an attribute. But he also said, he said, it can take a very long time for a child of God to know who they are. And he was speaking 1965 before he exited this world. He said, I've just realized I'm not the son of Ella and Charles Brennan. I'm the son of the living God. I believe we are in that season where we are knowing who we are by looking up at the mother eagle. Can we settle this just for... Let's put this matter to bed. Let's show who you are, where you come from. Can we be scriptural about these things? Is that right? You know, sometimes the critics, we are being criticized, you always say, Brother Branham, Brother Branham, Brother Branham, as if Brother Branham was speaking something that was not coming out of the Bible. Saints of God, this message is Bible. Is that right? In fact, I will advise anybody, don't go to the Bible. Make sure that you've got the Holy Ghost first before you go to the Bible. Because the Bible on its own is written in a codified manner. It's mystery. Can I give you an example? Jesus said in Matthew 28 verse 19, go to the world and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But I want you to watch. Jesus told his disciples, don't do anything until you are filled with the Spirit of God. Go to Jerusalem first. Don't go to Scripture. Go to Jerusalem first. Is that right? He said the Holy Ghost shall teach you all things. Because if you can go to the statements that I have made, by the way, you remember Jesus will speak a lot of things they did not even understand because the Bible says he spoke in parables. Many times they will call him aside. Lord, so what were you saying there? I mean, they were following him, but they were not even catching him. Jesus said, go to Jerusalem first. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. They went to Jerusalem. Then he came back as the Holy Ghost as a teacher now. When he came for the first time, he came as a lamb to die. In other words, it says, you can't tap it into that teaching capacity or the teaching attribute of me. It will be when I come back as the Holy Ghost. So wait for me in Jerusalem. Don't go to Acts chapter 28 without the teacher. Is that right? Then when he comes back in Acts chapter 2 as the teacher now. Oh my. Hallelujah. Then now they can go to Acts chapter, sorry, to Matthew chapter 28. Then Peter told them, he said, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the denomination are making the same mistake today. They are going to Acts, sorry, they are going to Matthew 28 without Acts chapter 2. That is why they come out with three names. But if you go to Acts chapter 2, you're going to end up with one name. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're dealing with where you come from. We're going to read Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22, if they can project it. I'm feeling so free this morning. Eh? 
You're a good audience. Amen. Just keep it like that. Amen. I see nobody sleeping. That's good. That's right. So, before we read it, maybe let me just remind you. This is Solomon speaking. Now, we know that Solomon was not born in the book of Genesis. In fact, he was born later. But you will see when, when, when Solomon is speaking now, somehow he claims to have been there even before Genesis. Are you ready? Let's read it. My wife always says, oh, this is my favorite scripture. <laughs> the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. Amen. Yeah? Can I, do we have mountains around here in Whitbank? You, you, can just, you can just go there and check, it, and check out that mountain. It looks old, right? Guess what? You were there before that mountain. That means you are older. Huh? Watch. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. You were there. When he said, let there be, you were there. Amen. Don't you understand why the prophet of God says that when Jesus went to Calvary, he said, you were there. He said, you died with him and you resurrected with him. Can I give you even more scripture? Jeremiah 1 verse 5. God is speaking to Jeremiah. He said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee before thou camest forth out of the womb. I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So in other words, you are beyond the womb. You were even before the womb. Am I speaking to someone? Is that right? Before you were even conceived in your womb, you were there. He knew you. When you read the book of John chapter 8, there's something there. John chapter 8 verse 50 from verse 56. Let's read it. It says, this is the conversation between the Pharisees and Jesus Christ. I want us to catch a principle there. Watch. Your father, Abraham, rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. See, they were keep on bragging about Abraham being their father. 
you know, they could trace their generation from Abraham. No doubt they were correct. Maybe they could say this one beget that, that one beget that one, and here we are. But Jesus is speaking another language. He said, this father that you are claiming, rejoice to see my day. And he saw it. <laughs> hey, saints of God, let me put it this way. Remember, we are showing who you are. So to me, it looks like, you know, we've got IDs. Ne? I think your ID tells you when you were born. But it depends on which ID you are looking at. There is an earthly ID and there's a heavenly ID. So if you look at the earthly ID, it does not tell you the full story. Are you ready? Let's, let's keep reading the scripture. Verse 57. Then said the Jews, because remember Jesus told them, he says, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it. And then verse 57, it says, Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet 50 years old. Hast thou seen Abraham? I mean, you will recall that, I mean, they had lots of problems with Jesus. Man. You know, his, his language, his message was very strange. And now they are talking to him. They said, I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. We can trace your birth in Bethlehem. I mean, Abraham died a long time ago. And you tell us that. Anyway, listen to what he's going to tell them now. Verse 58. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus was identifying himself with his origin, with his identity, really who he is. They are looking everything based on time. But he comes out of time. You see, he lives in two dimensions. In the dimension of time and also eternity. Can I say this? Brother Branham says, said, you, are, you are a dual being. There is a flesh part. There is a natural man. But on the inside, there is a creature of eternity. So it depends how you are looking at this whole thing. They said to him, you're not yet 50. Jesus said, I'm going to even give you even another bomb. Before Abraham was, I am. Present tense. And this, we're going to read the next verse. When you begin to tap into your original identity, there is a problem. Can I give you the problem? After he said what he said, 
Then, then they took up stones. Oh, brother. They're not going to take up stones as long as you see yourself just like as a message believer, you know. You just come to church, you know. You are just, you know, I'm just brother so-and-so, you know. Yeah, you know, I just love the Lord. That's all right. But brother, the moment you begin to realize who you are, where you come from, brother, they're going to pick up stones. You love the Lord? You love the Lord? You say, you say, but that was just, you said that was just Jesus. You know, he was God. Can I give you the scripture? The Bible says, ye are gods. You are made of the same material as he is. That's why Jesus said, no man can come to me unless my father draws him. He said, I cannot even lose you. Where do you come from this morning? You are before time. Before Abraham was, I am. Hallelujah. You love him? One of these good days, one of these good days, brother, we're going to see the full picture. And we're going to drop this guy. Remember, this flesh is trapped in time. This flesh is a creature of time. In fact, it comes from the ground. It will go back to where it comes from. But you come from him. And you will go back to where you come from. Hallelujah. You remember uh, the, the, the scripture that we read in the beginning. They said, here is the problem. They said, we've got one problem. For good works, we don't have a problem with that. Just be a good brother, no problem. Help the poor, that's fine. Do all this and that, that's fine. But here's a problem that we have. You, being a man, they say you blaspheme. They say you, being a man, make yourself God. Hallelujah. Don't you see that Satan plays around that identity? You know what he will do? He will make men to declare themselves as gods alone. So what they do, they use singular form. But God is speaking in plural form. That ye are gods. So if you can see God in your pastor, that's all good and wonderful. But how about you? Because the God that is in your pastor is the same God that is in you. So all of us, we are gods. We are, we are amateur gods. <laughs> we are amateur gods. Come on, amateur gods. Come on, junior gods. Start to realize who you are. You love him? Praise be to God. Oh, so now I can understand now how they're going to pick up the stones. It's when you begin to know who you are. So you are before Genesis 
one one. Can I give you some information on that? You see, Moses and John writes about time or the beginning. Now we know, for instance, but they are writing it from different perspective. I'm going to show it to you now. Um, Moses writes in Genesis 1 verse 1, he says, in the beginning, God. Is that right? Yeah. Created the heaven and the earth. But John is speaking also in John 1 verse 1. He said, in the beginning was the word. The word was God and the word was God. Now I want you to watch. They are writing it from different perspective. I'll submit it to you that Moses was, that beginning he was talking about, was a beginning in time. But the beginning that John is talking about is before time. Because John picks him up as the word. Before he was God. Rabbi tells us, he said, the word God means an object of worship. In other words, John picks him up before God was God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is that right? But brother, we will have Malachi 4 in this day. Is that right? That even goes beyond John. John sees him as the word. But Rabbi tells us, he said, a word is an expression of a thought. Before there is a word, there has to be a thought. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you see where we're tracing this whole thing. We are tracing even way, way, way before he was word. Rabbi says, you are a thought. You are an attribute of God. So the power of God picks you up from there, from that dimension. And it, be, and it brings you down right here. The prophet will make a great statement like this. He said, God was the attribute of his own thought. Where have you ever heard of that? (laughs) Where have you ever heard a man speak like that? You can go check it up. It's there in a message called Scriptural Science of the Time. He was the attribute of his own thought. Hmm. Is that right? So you see yourself there. Is that right? But like we said, that God said, I'm a healer. How am I going to heal? How am I going to display that healing attribute? And this is someone that is sick. So God says, I need actors. Hallelujah. What do you need? You need actors. But don't worry. Because you are playing an act. And remember that this act is based on a true story. When you've done playing your part. Then you will go back to your original. Of who you are. So don't worry about this this play. And remember this play is based on a true story by the way. So don't just, it's an act, but it's based on a true story. Is that right? 
Here is a true story. The true story is that this act, he has written it. In fact, he has finished it before the foundation of the world. So here we are in time. So what's happening now? It's a rerun. We are replaying that which he has already finished. Because the Bible tells us his works has been finished from the foundation of the world. So what is God waiting for? God is waiting for you to have a revelation of your part in the script to play it well. Then when you are done playing your part, he can say, come on. Put down the mask and come back to where you come from. So in other words, you need a revelation of the part, of your part in the script. Is that right? Is that right? That's why Jesus said, he said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Satan cannot prevail if you've got a revelation of your part in the redemption script. Then you will know why he brought you here. Hallelujah. So we need characters. So when I looked at these characters, how are we doing time-wise? Okay. <laughs> I realized that, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, um, my, you know, my daughter knows about dramas and stuff better than I do. But I can only tap into what I know. I remember when we were growing up, to us movies we knew of Chuck Norris. <laughs> oh, you're laughing, so I've got... Uh... Come on, let's play. Let's not make it, make it as if we don't know movies. <laughs> All right, so in any movie, these, correct, these uh, characters are classified based on the role that they're going to play. Yeah. You generally will find the main character. You know, like the staring. Chuck Norris. <laughs> but what good would it do to have the main character and you don't have other characters yeah. that would play a certain part yeah. that is going to display the power of Chuck Norris? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. He is the porter, we are the clay. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. So let me name it uh, the way I said. So the main character, I see God himself. Is that right? And then you must have, in that movie, you must have the bad guy, what they call a villain. So you've got a hero and a villain. So that villain, I see nothing but Satan. Is that right? And then the last part that I see in this character, you need to have a victim. Someone that needs rescuing. <laughs> so the bad guy is doing bad things to you. There is a good guy that is going to come and rescue you. But everything is going to be in a play. I mean, you don't want to drop everything from one episode, boom, dum. No, 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 no. Then, right at the end, that's where it gets interesting. Because the, the big guy now is going to rescue Amen. the victim. Amen. 
I'm going to show it to you why I call you a victim. I even call it a sub-character. You are a sub-character to the main character. You see, redemption, saints of God, is that God, you were, how can I say, you were, you were separated to God just for a moment. For a purpose. For a reason. You are like Eve. Eve was in Adam. She was taken out of Adam. For a moment. For an expression. But the Bible says she was brought back. That's really redemption. So you were in God. God released you for a moment. Now he's bringing you back. Now watch. So you, remember... You were the thought of God. You come from God. We've just showed that, right? But you are a victim because of this. Let's read a quotation. In works is faith expressed. Brother Brenham says, Like my little eagle last night, he knew when he heard that scream of that mother eagle. There's a lot of difference between that and the clack of the hand. See? Because he was an eagle from the egg. No. He wasn't made an eagle right then. He always was an eagle. He was just lost, but he was always an eagle. You were always a Christian. You just did not know who you are. You were always a son. Watch. He says, and Christians always was. That's why there's an expression, once a pirate, always a pirate. No, 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 forget about that. Once a Christian, always a Christian. That's the reason the divorce, when you divorce, it says because you were trapped into it. See, by your first parents, Adam and Eve, you become a sinner by nature. You did not want to be. You cannot remember, but when you were in the thought of God, God needed you to play the part as a sinner. Hallelujah. How is he going to be the savior? If there is no sinner. How is he going to be the healer if you are not sick? Somebody has to play the part. And he chose you to play the part. But when you were still in the thought of God, Abraham said, you did not want to be. But it's like God was like having a conference with you. He said, my son, look, I want you to play your part, man. Let, what I'm going to do, I'm going to drop you in time. I'm going to drop you in a body of flesh. I'm going to borrow the womb of your mother. I'm going to borrow the, the gem from your father. They're going to come together and they're going to provide a body. And I'm going to drop you in that body. And then you're going to play the part. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Don't you understand what Brother Branham said? He said you are justified. 
He said the word justified means it's like you've never done it in the first place. So you did not sin in your spirit. You sin in your flesh. And the problem that you have today is not in your spirit. The problem that you have is what? It's in your flesh. Because the prophet said man fell in the flesh. Because, because your flesh, God made it, made it in the image of animals. So your flesh is animal. Animals are wild by nature. They are beasts. Your body is a beast. <laughs> when you go to Kruger, they always say this. They've got a sign. Don't feed the animals. That monkey, that looks like your friend. Hey. You give him oranges and say, ah, that's nice. That guy is wild. He becomes, you know, you, you get accustomed to him. But one day he's going to he's, he's show his true color. His beastly nature. This guy... Don't feed him. <laughs> He's dangerous. <laughs> That's why the Bible says resist the devil. So don't play with him. He's not born again. This guy's not born again. He's made in the image of beast. So, so as long as you don't feed him, he's not going to bother you. Don't feed him rock and roll. Don't feed him pornography. Don't feed him this. Don't feed him that. He's not going to bother you. But if you feed him the stuff that he wants, brother, he's going to bother you. He's going to give you problems. But let me tell you, there is somebody on the inside. He feeds on the word of God. So that's why. Feed the man on the inside. That's who you are. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. You love him? You did not want to be. So now what does that mean? Then the prophet uses the words. He said you were trapped. It's not your fault. <laughs> but there is a part according to the script that you need to play. It's like you've got an agreement with God. God said, I'm just going to drop you just in time. Just for a moment. Play just your part. When it's all over, you will come back where you come from. Can I say this? To me, it's a big statement. You give God the reason and purpose of being. You didn't hear what I said. <laughs> you give God the reason and purpose of being. Without you, God can't be the way he is. Don't you understand now? We understand based on the script now. 
He said, Brother Happy, are you preaching your own doctrine there? Uh, let me give it to you if I can find it. Mm. You can check it on the Seven Churches book. In other words, like I said, how is God going to display the healing attribute without you? He needs you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So everybody clear on that? Thank you, Pastor. You love him? So God has to drop you in time. You are literally God's. Trapped in the body of flesh. Brother tells us, said, you, remember, you're, you're a thought of God, right? You're not just an ordinary thought. He said, you're a redeemable thought. In other words, there is a potential in you to be brought back to where you come from. You can be redeemed. And you have been redeemed. So, the man on the inside has been redeemed. The only thing we're waiting for is this guy here. You love him? Okay. Now, so we need characters. So we've identified those characters. Is that right? So, Brother tells us, he says, God has been unfolding this redemption plan right from Genesis. He said it's been unfolding throughout the ages. He says, man, he said the prophets of old, he said they acted in a way that they did not even understand themselves. Why they would act that the way they did. But it was part of the script. But you and I have got the privilege. We can go back and see why Joseph acted the way he did. Can I say something? You will see that here is the greatest mystery. Remember the main character is God. Is that right? He is the staring. The greatest mystery is that the person that wrote the script, the author of the play, actually became the participant in the drama. That's why Paul said, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the drama. Oh, God was manifest in the flesh. Remember, the flesh is the actor's garment. You love him? So, what God says, okay, let's start with Genesis. Genesis means the beginning. So, but what God is going to do, you know, like in any movie, when you start to watch it, if you can watch it carefully in the beginning, it will sort of give you an idea how this story is going to pan out. You may not know, you know exactly, you know, but it will give you some clues. It's a trailer. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, sir. It's a trailer. It gives you an idea where this thing is going. 
But for you to understand, obviously you need to look into the detail. So what God is going to do right at the beginning as a trailer. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I, I, I love that word. God will put a trailer in Genesis. I want you to watch. And God, now in this trailer, God is going to drop his first son. But the way God has designed that first son, that thought that he dropped there is going to give you an idea what's going to be happening in the entire Bible. God is a great architect. He is a great designer. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Let us make man in our own image. And God says he made this man. Now you will recall that God has been making animals, he's made, making all these things, and lions and donkeys, you name it. But in all the creation that he's been doing before day six, there was nothing that was in the reflection of the creator. So God says, now I'm going to make something that will reflect me. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells them that God created man. Watch the way he's creating him. In this trailer, he created him as a dual being. Yet one. In other words, I'm giving you hints of what's going to transpire in the movie, in the main, main, main part of the movie. If you don't understand what's happening here in the trailer, in the beginning, in Genesis, you're not going to understand what's going on. Is that right? The Bible says Adam was both male and female. Catch that hint. That hint is going to reflect the main character. In other words, God is giving you a theme that their jewel is male and female, yet one. One plus one is not two. One plus one is one. Catch the theme of the drama. One plus one is one. But the reason they are designed that way, God is telling a story. God is projecting a thought. And you and I are part of this thought. You are part of this theme. Hallelujah. Is that right? So God was satisfied. In Genesis chapter 1. He said, but remember it keeps unfolding. So Genesis chapter 1 was not enough. God says, I need to, I need to drop him in chapter 2. That man that I've designed here, I need to put him in chapter 2. Because in chapter 1, he could not fall. But God at the back part of his mind, in the back part of his mind, says, I need a fallen man. So I'm, how is this thing going to play it out? I can't cause this man to 
to fall. I can't make him sin. So it is necessary for me to take him out of chapter 1 and put him in chapter 2. Then the Bible tells us that God, out of the ground, he made a man. And it takes that man who's jewel. Don't miss that. Is that right? And it puts him in chapter 2 in the flesh man. And God said, yeah. Good. Good. Everything is working nicely. Hallelujah. Come on, saints of God. I'm talking about you. We're going to taste you. Look in this trailer. God says, good. But here is another problem. So man, there he is. He's alone. He's two but one. Both male and female. And the Bible tells us that he was lonely. Everything that God has done, he did it in pairs. He looked at the lion and the lioness. Look at a male dog and a female dog. And this man was lonely. He said, I need something of the same material for fellowship. So God says, oh, don't worry. I've already designed everything. All I'm going to do, everything that you have need of is already in you. You play a part in God. And it is that part that you need revelation of. And once you catch the revelation of that, play it well. Because there's a part in God that without you, he is not complete. When God was making everything, look at this trailer. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man of God. I never saw that. It's amazing, isn't it? And this trailer... So, um, where are we? So God, this time around, he says, okay, you're lonely, but whatever is going to fulfill your loneliness already in you. So, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Adam. I'm not going to go back to the ground. When I made you, when I made your body, I went to the ground. When I made the body of a lion, I went to the ground. Come on, go and read the scripture. They say the way he made them out of the ground. He said, but I'm telling you, there's, there's something about you, all right? There's a mystery that is locked up in you. I am not going to the ground. Whatever you have need of is already in you. All I'm going to do, I need to do something. I need to perform the first surgery. The great physician. The great and original doctor. They are just catching up with God. He is the first one to perform an operation in the garden. And the Bible says God put him to sleep. And he went by his side. You may not understand Adam, but there is something here. What I'm doing, there's going to be a rerun later. And he took out of the rib, he made a woman. Catch this. And he, he woke up um, Adam and then he presented the work of his hands to Adam. 
Adam, when he looks at her, he says, Ah! Am I looking at it properly? Yeah. Or maybe I need glasses or something. How about there's something here? She is bone of my bone. She is flesh of my flesh. In other words, Eve is not an independent entity. She does not exist on her own. Yeah. All the material that was used to make her was not hers. Brother, the Bible tells us, it says man is the head of the body or his wife. Actually, her body is not hers. Catch the mystery. Eve's body was not her body. Your wife is your reflection. So when Adam looked at A when Adam looked at Eve, guess what he was looking? He was looking at another Adam. <laughs> In a female form. <laughs> That's why Brother Brenham says, said, if I want to know the man, where do I go? I looked at his wife. Because the wife reflects the man. The wife reflects the ambition of this man. If the wife wears short dresses, exposes a body, don't blame the wife. Look at this guy. Because the wife reflects this man. It is a Genesis principle. Hallelujah. Is that right? Watch. In this trailer. Can we take it further? He even said, she shall be called a woman because she was taken out of a man. So a woman is basically a man with a womb. Can we take it even further? Even her spirit is not even a spirit. God took the feminine spirit. Remember Adam was jewel. He was both male and female. So God said, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to take the part of the female spirit. I'm just going to put it here. So everything about her is not hers. It's Adam. That's what the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 5. It said they were, their name were called Adam. So when, when you will call the name Adam in the garden, guess what? Both of them will respond. Because they've got one name. The name Eve is not her original name. It is a name because of adultery with the serpent. 
original name is Adam. Woo, hallelujah. So when we talk about redemption, what are we talking about? She's being redeemed back to her original name. That is why when a man marries a woman, the woman takes the surname of the husband because the husband is redeeming, bringing back that which belongs to him. My wife, she's named Nyalungu. Don't you see the spirit of the age? They don't want to be identified with the husband's, with the husband's name. They will be called Spree, uh, Smith uh, Brown. Doesn't even make sense. Is that right? So God says, I'm going to in this trail, I'm going to give you something. What is this going to reflect? God is giving you clues. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus is the last Adam. Brother Branham tells us, he says, what you see in Genesis needs to repeat itself right at the end. He said, every seed was sown in Genesis. You're not going to understand what's happening with Jesus unless you look at the trailer. So God, as he was reflecting there, he says, you can see Adam and Eve, you can just see it as a story, but it's actually reflecting me. God says, I'm just giving you clues. So Jesus was the second Adam. The Bible says that Adam was the figure of him that was to come. So Jesus was the second Adam. Now, if Jesus is the second Adam, you must see that one plus one principle. You must see Eve somewhere. So where is Eve this morning? Eve was in Adam. So when Jesus came, watch. <laughs> Being the second Adam, there is a mystery in him. There is another Eve in him. Just as Eve was in Adam. All what God needed to do was to repeat what he did in the garden. He's not going to bring any new thing. Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. God is going to do what he did in that garden. We are celebrating the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What are we celebrating? We are celebrating the act as it first happened in the garden of Eden. But this time around, God said, I need another Eden again. Hallelujah. So when he went to Calvary, even before the prior to that, he went to Galilee, he healed the sick, he cast out devils. He did all those great things. But brother, he was lonely. Just like Adam was also lonely. You see, that's what this message 
is coming to tell you. The Pentecostal world, they only see one part. They can't see the hidden part. So they only see Jesus of Nazareth. But within that Jesus of Nazareth, there was an Eve. Can I say this? When Adam, at one time, when he walked in the garden, you could not see Eve. She was a mystery locked in Adam. Well, what God needed to do, he needed to do another surgery again. But look at how perfect the scriptures are. He's going to do it because he did that first one in the garden. He must do it in another garden here on the second Adam. Which garden? The garden of Gethsemane. God says, I can't change the procedure. How did I do it there in the garden? I made this man, I, put, uh, I gave him what, uh, uh, anesthetics. I put him to sleep, right? So I need another garden. I need to put this second Adam also to sleep. You don't do that type of operation unless you've put him to sleep. Go read your Bible. God says, okay, fine. I need a Roman soldier. Comes with a spear. The Bible says Jesus was dead. In other words, he was sleeping. And the Roman soldier, where is he going? He's not going... He's not going to the food. Where is he going? There is something there on the side. And he pierced him. Water and blood came out. That would make his bride. There she is this morning. Watch. Watch. It was not enough. He also took his spirit on the day of Pentecost. <laughs> Remember, he took the spirit. Adam was both male and female. And the same thing happened in the second Adam. He came on the day of Pentecost. He apportioned himself. Yes, yes, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So in you, Amen. what do you have? You've got his spirit. Give me a few minutes and I'll be done. Otherwise, I'm going to keep you long here. Um, so, don't you understand when I was going to show it to you, the villain, when God designed Lucifer, God designed him so careful because he was going to play a very critical part in the garden. Somehow, remember this drama is being played in the flesh. But you need this bad guy. But the problem with Satan is that he's not a creator. He could not create a character. But through the serpent, Abraham says he injected himself into the human race. So the drama is being played out ever since. So you were born... In sin, shaped in iniquity, you were represented in sin for you to play a part. But the main character now will come down. The one that wrote a script is going to come down. And here's the great part. 
is that he became flesh. He said, now it's time for me to take the actor's garment and become like you. So that's what Brabham says. He became you so that you can become him. Is that right? You see, when Adam fell in the garden, ah, oh, I love this. Look in the trailer. Because Adam is going to reflect Christ. The Bible tells us that Adam was not deceived. Adam sinned with his eyes open. Because he is to reflect someone who's going to be made seen. Adam was transgression by direct disobedience. Eve was transgression by deception. It's the, same, it's the same thing with the second Eve. We were deceived by our birth. The Adam, the second Adam was not deceived. When he went to Calvary, he went with his eyes open. Coming after his Eve, as the first Adam went after his Eve, and he has to sin with his eyes open in order to save his Eve. The second Adam came also not being deceived. Hallelujah. But he came after you and he died with his eyes open because of his love for you. Hallelujah. So when Adam was chased out of the, of the garden, is that right? Because he has sinned, and then Brother Bram tells us, he said, Adam was condemned. He said, that was showing Jesus Christ that Jesus will not die righteously. Jesus died a sinner. He did not sin himself. But your sin and my sin was upon him. Hallelujah. Brother, he has to be made flesh. He has to go through the same thing that you're going through. The Bible says he was tempted in all points. That's why Brother Branham says that Jesus was tempted sexually. It's a quotation. If the Bible says all points, it means all points. What's your problem this morning? Oh, I've got this temptation. Oh, nobody understands. Forget it. He understands it. As a musician, come. Hallelujah. Here is the greatest mystery. Is that the immortal God became mortal. The author of redemption became the participant himself. From Elohim to Jehovah. From Jehovah to man. And back to Elohim again. He was made man. Man was made out of the dust of the earth. He also took.
took on dust. Yeah. You were made out of 16 elements. He was also made out of 16 elements. Yeah. Like I said, great is the mystery. It says without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Yeah. When, when Mary was conceived, it was God that was conceived. Abraham says, God bottled himself in a tiny cell. He said he created both the egg and the sperm. Mary did not have a contribution. All God needed, he needed what? A womb. God, Abraham said, God humiliated himself. He will leave the glories of heaven to become a baby. When Jesus was crying in that manger, it was Jehovah. That's why when Paul writes, he says, he was seen of angels. What does that mean? The same angels that worshipped him in eternity, they realized that something has happened on the earth. They left eternity, brother. They came down. At the birth of Jesus, the Bible says the angels came to worship him. Yeah. They were witnessing the birth of Jehovah. Amen. Amen. That's why the Bible says in the book of Revelation, it says Jesus was the beginning of the creation of God. Yeah. Now, we know that Jesus was God. How can God be a creation? In other words, the creator became the creation. the greatest mystery because he was the steering role in this whole redemptive drama. Hallelujah. You love him? Is he wonderful? Oh brother. Now we are living at the end. The end. And the end. Of this little gap. The end of time. The Bible says the fullness of time. So when he came in Revelation chapter 10 verse 1. With a little book with a script. It was said. And then time shall be no longer. In other words God says now I'm satisfied now. The drama is almost over. Hallelujah. So what are we waiting for? We are waiting for somebody here this morning that needs to see the, the big picture. As soon as, we, as soon as we see that big picture, then rapture will go. We said, oh, okay now. Now we get it. Hallelujah. You love the Lord. Let's all stand. Praise be to God. You were already in God even before the foundation of the world. You know, like the Bible says, Levi was in the loins of Abraham four generations before. You were in the loins of your heavenly father. 
Hallelujah. Listen to what Brother Branham says in the last quotation. He says, Now the first man now, he made the first man in his image. He says, And we are returning back to that image. That's right. To our first created image. He said, When God created William Branham, it was before the foundation of the world. He made my being, my spirit. I wasn't conscious of anything as far as I know. He said, I don't believe you're getting it. Watch what he says. He said, but now, just a minute, Jesus told his disciples that he knew them before the foundation of the world. And Paul said they, that he chose in him before the world began. Now, there was some part of me, Omen, Omen Neville, and the rest of you all here, that's in Christ Jesus before the world ever began. How many can say amen to me? Before I hand the service to our pastor, I'd like to say thank you very much. Amen. You've been such a lovely, 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 lovely audience. And, and the Lord bless you. And How many love the word? Sorry for keeping you long. <laughs> Praise be to God. Maybe let's, uh, I see, um, uh, while I was still there, I, I was hearing some Zulu songs, so I thought, ah, you know what, maybe let's do some Zulu song, Zulu song before I hand it over to the pastor. Amen. Amen. saw themselves in a movie. You know, when you have appeared, just turn around. When you have appeared in the movie, you can make people sign autographs. It's me in that movie. Ah, hallelujah. Imagine about the heavenly movie where the king 
the creator himself is part of the script. If the doctor tells you that you are sick, you're stage four cancer, you're going to die, you are terminally ill, you say, hang on, doctor, don't worry. It's part of... And you know how the movie will end. How many were blessed by brother? Happy New Year. He has to come back. He has to come back. You get a sense there's a lot that he wanted to tell us. So he needs to come back and finish. Amen. Are you, are you not happy to hear this? Uh, I managed to watch a, a clip of the a Lutheran church of one of the Easter uh, weekends. Uh, so uh, them stream, uh, streaming live their service. Uh, just 15 minutes into that service, I was depressed. <laughs> I had to watch it just to check. Hey, people are struggling. <laughs> but as look at things that we are feasting on. I, God bless you, brother Happy. We were tremendously blessed. A round of applause one more time. There's a song that says, I am redeemed, I am redeemed. If people ask you who I am, tell them that I am redeemed. Let's sing it. Let's raise our hands. Let's raise our hands and worship Him.
gracious, eternal heavenly Father, we have coming to this house, Lord, gathered in your name to worship you. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for this provision, Lord God, that you've given to us this morning. We thank you, Father, for the manner you have spoken. Bless our dear brother, Lord. Father, restore the virtue that went out. Thank you, Father, for this great invitation, Lord. Father, that we know that you are here, Lord, without any doubt. Thank you, Lord Almighty God, for your word, Almighty Father. The way you spoke, Almighty God. We feel so touched, Lord. Or we feel so healed, Almighty God. Thank you, Father, Lord. Bless him in the past of this church, Lord. Bless him in the congregation, Almighty Heavenly Father. Oh, Father God, we are so happy, Lord. We don't even have ways to express our joy this morning, oh, Father. Thank you, Lord, Almighty God. Be with us now as we're about to leave this place, Almighty God. We commit it into your hand. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 I'm pressing on the upward way. How many are pressing on the upward way? How many have seen themselves in the script? You know how the movie will end. You know, there comes a time where there is a suspense in the movie where it looks like the main character has lost and the villain has won and the victim is about to to be killed and you are there on the edge of your seat maybe there is an explosion you wonder what's next but when you know the script you don't get worried about the explosion you know that when all is said and done you remember during these days all you just know is that at the beginning of the movie you identify who's the main character and then who's the villain who's the victim then you support the steering even when you don't understand, you just say, I know, he's a staring. Yeah. Ah, hallelujah. Yeah. So even this morning, all, even if we don't understand, Jesus is the staring. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is the staring. <laughs> when the movie is over, the victim will be saved. Yeah. And the villain will be killed. Yeah. And the staring will emerge victorious. Yeah. I'm glad I know how this movie will pan out. Yeah. Amen. Ah, we appreciate the Lord. We saw it now. The Genesis was a trailer. No wonder Brother Rum says the devil hates Genesis and Revelation because Genesis reveals the trailer. Revelation shows how the movie ends. <laughs> we thank the Lord. I'm praising on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. It's our desire this morning. Shall we sing it? I'm dressing on the upward way. You hide something every day.
Sister Mgui is here. We just want to welcome her. Amen. Even the boys are here. Just wave, boys. Ah. We are happy to have you here. You know, in the movie there is a soundtrack. And you know which we need, you need to know which soundtrack to play for which scene. Uh, are you with me? Well, when you are sick in the movie, just play Savior, Savior, pass, pass me not gentle Savior. But after, after the veiling has been destroyed, there is a soundtrack for it. That's when believers say, Jehovah, mighty warrior. Great in battle. Because 2,000 years ago, which is yesterday, he was defeated. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll be careful no longer to just say 2,000 years ago because it sounds like a distant memory. But when you just say yesterday, it's all over <laughs> Jehovah is your name. Let, let's sing it, then I will release you. You know, when a preacher has preached so well, it's difficult to let the church go. Uh, but if it was just a fairy tale, we were just going to wrap up in prayer and leave. Because the, the real, yeah, the unalterated word of the living God brings a revival. Let's sing it. The after when I release you.
after we have defeated Satan wave our song he knows when he hears it he knows that I'm defeated sing this one, then after you are dismissed. Have a blessed week and may God open up your ways and keep on praying for one another. Listen more to the tapes because that's the script for this hour. God bless you richly till we see you next Sunday. Yes.
thought we were closed. <laughs> now we are closing. <laughs> but we thought we must just sing another Tsonga one. So that when Brother Happy thinks that, hey, I'm going around preaching, when he wants a church that sings Tsonga, he must come here. <laughs> You see, you make it easier for me to invite. I say, brother, when was the last time you were in a church that was singing Zonga? It's been a while, pastor. Can you come? <laughs> yeah. I can see them up with you guys. I can see me. I look on me, but I
somehow, because brother, he is a missionary. So maybe one day he will be somewhere where there are only Shona people. We, we just want to give him a test that he can phone us and say, brethren, come and be, beg me up here. This one was the one, is the last one. You, you know, even drunkards at the tavern, they say, this one is the last one. <laughs> I think, Brother Happy, it makes you feel better. You thought you took longer. We are still in church. <laughs> Sunday is not the hour of church. It's the day of... The day... <laughs> I was told by Brother Godwin, Sitzin, he said, Brother Madiba, is Sunday here... Is not the hour of church. It's the day of church. <laughs> One last time, we had a blessed time. Amen. So, Brother Blessing and Brother Hepinyalungu are friends. They work together and we appreciate them. Sometimes Brother Beckett sends them around. He's got confidence in them. Amen. So we appreciate We appreciate them. Yeah, and sister, next time you saw, it's easy to come to Whitbank is and for you are here, then we sing song songa songs. And our brother preaches. Then we have a blessed time. We it was lovely to have them here. We appreciated the time that they took to come. It's an expression of love. Amen. So this is the last one, and then we are done. Just so that Brother Andrew and his family are here, just to give them a shona flavor. God bless.
Let's go.